1: Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit AbyssBattery.com.
0: Can you say the letter C?
1: hunt files ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the cc hunt files proudly brought to you by grizzly coolers code wcb save you some money uh let's see i got elk hunts coming up mule deer hunts coming up i mean i'm going to use everything from that giant freaking 400 that looks like two coffins put together on top of each other all the way down to the drifter 20 the grip cup um Yeah, so, I mean, I don't really know what you want me to tell you about grizzly coolers. Other than that, they're pretty badass, and they keep all your stuff really hot or really cold. For me, it's going to be, hopefully, elk and mule deer inside a cooler with ice. But maybe Joe here, our guest today, decides he's going to make a big old pot of chili and wants to keep it warm, and he puts it inside his grizzly cooler. I don't really know what he does in his spare time. But say I've never yet, made
0: that much chili.
1: Well, maybe you're going to. I don't know.
0: Maybe I can. I maybe, have an
1: option to do that. Maybe. I mean, that, the company that you work for that I will not say yet lets you do pretty much whatever the fuck you want to do. So anyway. That is true. Speaking of badass companies, we got Black Ovis. WCB10 is the code there. Save you some money right now. Big push for uh, Crispy Boots, Sitka Gear, and the Arrow ID. If you guys aren't familiar with Arrow ID, here's how I'm going to simplify it for you. You're lazy, or or you're really busy, and you don't want to fuck around and build your arrows. So here's what you do. You go on blackobus.com you go to the Arrow ID builder, and you let them build your arrows for you. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I love to build arrows when I have time. When I don't have time, I hate it because it is a meticulous... Project that takes a lot of time to do it the right way. If you have the time, it's great. If you don't, let Black Ovis do it for you. Use code WCB10, save a little money, and they will build exactly the arrow that you want, ship it to your door, and then you can go and hunt over top of your big-time food plot and shoot a 160-inch buck. I don't really know what else you want me to tell you about Black Ovis other than... It goes hand-in-hand with Joe and Big Time, the Arrow ID Builder. Let them build your arrows. Let Joe send you Big Time. You hunt with Black Ovis arrows that they've built for you over the Big Time food plot, and you kill a big fucking buck. Honestly, I'm simplifying this as much as I possibly can for all of you. Anyways. I really like what you did there. Well, I'm just just saying. I mean, I, I don't know how to make this much easier for you people. I mean, I'm trying my best. I want to help everyone out. So, with that being said... Whew. Boy, I'll tell you what. I mean, I've got a guest among all guests today. Now, this is not this is not a first-time caller. Maybe on the CC Hunt files, but I mean, this guy's been around the world four times. He didn't wear any clothes three out of the four trips. First trip he did, next three he didn't. They do not call the company that he works for big time for no reason. I have none other than the legend himself. Mr. Joe, I have a big fucking time, I'm freeze. the main man behind the big time seed company. Now, mind you, now wait a second—I'm not done. We're not just a seed company. I know you're not. I'm just letting you go. We've got minerals.
0: Carry on, please.
1: We've got blocks. We've got licks. We've got cherry on top. We we are gonna we're gonna cover briefly what Joe has to offer new lineup this year. There's a couple new things coming out, some things I'm really excited about, but this is not just going to be a boring. Let's talk about how to put a food plot in podcast. I want everyone to know that right now. So don't turn this off and think, Oh God, I'm going to hear about fucking levels of dirt and oh, what's my pH and what's this and what's that. No, I'm we're going to break down how you actually need to use this stuff real world why we're using it what it's designed to be used for to help attract and help you guys kill bigger deer so before you flip this off and go I don't want to hear this other another boring ass food pot podcast this is not what you're gonna get so with that being said mr. Joe I have a big time um freeze how the hell you doing
0: Dude, I I'm going not I can't lie to you. I've been giddy about this call all day. Well, and I, I, I know maybe. we have too. <laughs> we've only had seventeen pre calls, prepping ourselves for this call. I'm happy to be with you, sir.
1: I mean, that's pretty much an everyday event, though. I mean, we, you know, little background. I mean, Joe, you know, Joe and I have gotten to be really close over the years, and and you know, <laughs> we're we're kind of like road dogs at the shows. You know, we we. Uh, we have a good time <clears throat> pretty much anywhere we go, which I'm sure for all of you listeners, it's probably hard to believe. But, you know, we do like to have a lot of fun and then do a little bit of work in between. Um, that's kind of our main goal is to have a good time. There's a lot of beers drank business when we're together.
0: In. Pleasure. Yes. Business and pleasure, sir.
1: Yes. I, uh, a little quote from, from from the Doug Schmidt. You know, we're going to have a little business in the front and party in the back type of deal. That's, that's kind of what we do. So, yeah. But before we get into food plots and whitetails, for the love of hell, let's recap, and I want a quick recap because we don't have time to go over every state and every turkey that you killed, but let's just do a a very brief recap. People think I was all all over killing turkeys, and and, and honestly, I think you were in more states and more places and killed more birds than I did, and people think I was all over the world, And, and I'm pretty sure you you have me beat by a few birds in a few states. So, quick rundown um of how the spring went and and kind of where things went with your turkey bird season. Um I, okay. I you know, you were banging redheads per, per se me and Jacob Johnson's kind of me and Jacob Johnson kind of stole that quote and used it in his podcast and yeah. you were kind of banging redheads all over the place. Um
0: I I was banging redheads, whiteheads, blueheads, Jesus. I mean whatever Oh well, like I, I said, I you, not you know, discriminate, baby.
1: they don't call you Joe. I have a big time. I mean, for the love of God, sometimes I just feel sorry for your wife, Jamie. But then other times, I'm like, what? What a special gift from God that that she has right at her disposal at all times. But anyway, well, we're we're gonna talk about turkeys. We're gonna talk also about turkeys. Super quick recap. Super quick and then recap. Then
0: I have a story to tell you that I've been dying to tell you all day.
1: Oh my God, I can't wait. I love story uh, time with Jamie. Joe my children I promise you so. we will get we will get to big time and the company and what the, I, I yes. promise you eventually we'll get there stay with us don't tune us out yet we want to hear <laughs> Joe's story
0: this, this is just like everyday talk of Joe and Clint I mean it really but, is Okay, so so turkey season before turkey I get season here.
1: turkey um, 2022 what in the hell did you do where'd you go you killed birds and I feel like 47 eight. out of the 50 states
0: um, I, I had 11 tags total. Jesus. Um, I, I filled seven of them.
1: I had 11 uh,
0: tags. Oh, my well, God.
1: I, mean, That's I was insane. actually,
0: you know, last year I did a lot, a lot of traveling for mm-hmm. turkeys, which, like, turkey season is like my getaway. I, right. mean, I, I love whitetail. Right. I love right. studying them. I love hunting them. Right. But turkey is like my, okay. You know, I, I have turkey hunting and trapping, which the trapping kind of goes hand in hand with turkey hunting. Yeah, you know, I'm killing everything I can to save the nest and yes, you know, be that guy because I'm the asshole that uses a shotgun and a reap, so I have to give back and you know,
1: kill oh, all the Oh, No, Chris Brackett doesn't I, I like don't.
0: you. I don't apologize <laughs> either. So, um, so yeah. we we start we started in Tennessee. Okay, um,
1: we're in Tennessee.
0: <laughs> goofy year, man. I mean, just yeah. goofy year all the way around. No, it, it really was. Like
1: a lot of states,
0: every every single place I went, there was just a shit ton of jakes everywhere.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: Um, we we were fortunate enough to um, double up two days in a row oh, in uh, in Tennessee. Yep,
1: that's awesome.
0: Um, the the birds were just getting fired; they weren't prime. Yep, but they were close. just getting in there. Yeah, it was close. But Close. we made it work the third day we we could have done it again mm-hmm. we we're filming and the 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 guy that we were hunting on his stipulation was if you're gonna kill birds on my property make sure it's good footage to, to get on the show that I was with
1: right right
0: and, and I'm cool with that you yeah. know I mean yeah. you know we had two birds come in they popped their heads up and they went back down the hill and that's what we were getting like they weren't committing right you know they were, coming to check they it out but off.
1: but yeah. but not not getting crazy.
0: So we we watched them walk off, and that's cool. Came home with two birds. Uh, the next spot was uh, went to Illinois. Had a second season tag, and mm-hmm. in, and in, uh, well, I'm not going to say counties that I go to. Um, but pretty much the the worst conditions you could ask for. The first day was 30 mile an hour winds. Uh, woke up the second day, um, and it was 28 degrees. Perfect. Uh, not not ideal for a turkey. Perfect. That um, sounds like the my the Kansas, rain.
1: sounds like my Kansas and Nebraska hunts. I was hunting, hunting in a black Ovis that. fucking puffy jacket. If that tells anybody anything.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I was freezing, dude. Like I, I don't normally. I'm super good about packing too much. You know, with turkey season, it's not like you're packing it anywhere, right? Right. So you can kind of overpack. Yeah. And like, I didn't bring enough clothes, so it rain came in. I was like, I'm going home. You yeah. know, I mean? it, it's cool. Um, Indiana, home state, first day, I, I'm very, very fortunate. I, I hunt on a, a, a guy that he cares not for turkeys. He hunts them, but he literally tells me, just let me know when you're done, and I'll go in and try. He He's a deer hunter. He wants me to trap, and I help him with food plots. In return, I get run of his turkey ground. Um, Solid trade. Awesome, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's really where, you know, the first day, you know, basic setup and a jake had a bird hammering came right in hung up at 80 yards i shit you not stood there for 15 minutes and strut gobbled every five seconds and would not come into that jake and no 15 minutes i'm 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 going nuts he walks off i'd seen some hens back in the woods fly down so my uh my mentality was the next day I'm going to set up where he went in the woods, but one single hen out. And right, right. Just, you know, he, he's probably going to roost in the general area. Right. And he gobbled his head off all morning. Second day, sat there. He was not where I was hoping he was going to be. Had a bunch of birds in another spot. Kind of made a play on them. Didn't want to get too tight on them on the roost. And they went off the other way. Had a bunch of hens, bunch of jakes gobbling went back to grab my other decoys and I'll be damned if that bird that I heard the day before was not gobbling the last spot I heard him gobble the day before and got up there to him and, uh, made a play on him and killed him at eight yards behind the reaper. Uh, I'm going to brag about that. Uh, felt good. He, he ran <laughs> from a Jake, but he, he ran to the reaper. I mean, but, uh, shit, where, Oh, they, then we do a, uh, we do a veteran hunt every year right. up in Michigan
1: which is really phenomenal. cool, by the way. Which is really cool.
0: It, it was. It's so special. It's kind of turned into a veteran slash youth hunt mm-hmm. because we go up there during the Indiana youth season, and yeah. where we stay at at Brad Miller's, um, his his place is Indiana, but really cool because if you drive ten minutes north, you're in Michigan. Ten minutes east, you're in Ohio.
1: Nice. So he
0: can cater to a lot of people. We got a bunch of kids in. We got a veteran in. Um, and it was just, it was one of those where the weather turned. We all killed him the first day. Damn. Like insanity. Um, I mean, to the point where the second day we were sending the camera guys out and they all filled their bags. That's awesome. Un- unreal. It was just one of those weekends. That's awesome. And yeah, then, then after that shit, where else? Did, oh, then after that, Wisconsin's kind of the, the grand foobah. I go up there with my good buddy, Blake Garrett. And is uh, Wisconsin's just a really special place for turkeys? Um, he got there before I did, and uh, he he filled a few tags. I'm not going to say how many, so people don't scream about it. But uh, <laughs> seventeen. Okay, he, he killed six. Um, <laughs> but, it, but you know, it, I'll, I'll say that I'll say the numbers, and then I'll justify it. He killed six birds, but there's a quota in Wisconsin. So you can buy these. There's only so many tags available. You can, as long as they're available, you can buy them. Right. And I had five tags. I filled three of them. And then I was like, Yeah, I'm done. Uh, I'm cool. But, you know, with the situation we have up there, a lot of ground at at our disposal. We're hunting multiple farms. And we're not shooting four or five longbeards off the same farm. You know, we're doing a lot traveling. A lot of miles put on and you know if we shoot one here we're going somewhere else and that type of deal so it's you know before you, you judge to say you're the reason why populations are going down like we do it the smart way you right. know i mean right it's all good but it, it was a really really good season um and then like like i said that's kind of my 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 escape before the insanity yeah for uh for the rest of the year and uh, then you know, as soon as that's over with, it's time to haul ass back home, get the border line in the ground, and start start prep for uh, for the fall planning. And you know, get back. Most of the states we're in, you know, we can't feed during turkey season, so you know, fill your tag or end the season and get the feeders back full. And there's your segue to deer. See well, I did that? <laughs> I,
1: I, I like that, but you you left out a very important hunt
0: oh oh i did i mean that, that and honestly that was my favorite hunt of the year and i, I wish I, kurt was on this call
1: well because this this was that the, was pretty cool the cc hunt files was was named kind of after the clinton kurt or the kurt and clint however you want to look at it hunt files and kurt said this is probably quickly going to turn into the clint casper hunt files and I hate to say it, but Kurt has not been on since, I believe, early November. He's
0: a busy man. He He's really is. Man.
1: He really is. I wish he was here right now. But we need to quickly go over because Kurt had quite the encounter out there with you. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, so, so I'd like idea. you to give us a
1: – just give the listeners, give them a little okay. –
0: yeah, it's it's going to be – I'm sure we're going to go back tickle, to this on WCP.
1: Tickle their so, nipples real quick and give them a little rundown of this.
0: So Kurt told I, – I told Kurt I wanted him to come out and hunt. And I, you know, I wanted Doug to come back because Doug hunted with me for three days super, super hard, not this season, the season before. And we got our asses straight kicked.
1: I remember that. I remember talking to both of you, and it was a very rough three days –
0: Kirk. And, uh, you know, we were talking, and, you know, me and Doug, we couldn't get our schedules. We all, you know, I had something going, then he had something going. That's cool. Right. And Kirk's like, Yeah, I can probably make it over, but I can only hunt for a day. I'm like, Damn, dude. <laughs> you're putting some pressure on me, man. One day. So, yeah, you know, we got one day to do this. And uh I, I went back right behind the plant. To, uh, to just pull a card real quick Because I hadn't been back there for a while And it was like midday 11.30 or so And uh, this bird is just Hammering on this spot we call the kill field. It's just a, you know Tucked back in the woods, it's a five-acre Food plot that's super, super long Kind of shaped like a dog bone Yeah, And uh, hard to get to You know, we're just not back there much And this bird's going nuts I know exactly where he's standing at when he's gobbling And I'm like I can kill that bird. Like we, if, if I can get a shooter on him, he can die tomorrow. And I, I called Kurt. And I'm like, what do you think, man? I was like, this bird will die if you drive over here. I mean, this is a four hour drive for him. This is right. not like, like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll come over for, you know, quick trip. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there in 45 so minutes. <laughs> after three or four calls, I'm like, dude, I'm telling you this bird will die. And, uh, by that, I think it was like ten o'clock. He was finally like, "I, right, I'm coming over." He left at like three in the morning. He's like, "What time do I need to be there?" I was like, "We're not doing first light." He was goblin midday. He's gonna be back in that area midday tomorrow. Yeah, I was like, "Don't worry about getting here, bef- you know, before the sun comes up, right, or right." So I, I think he rolled in at nine thirty, and we had the bird dead by ten thirty.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it was.
0: Like he sent me a it snap. Was a four hour drive and we killed him within an hour. And that includes the walk in and walk out. Yeah. like it, And it just worked. He I sent, mean the, he sent me
1: a snap of walking in and then like 30 minutes later, it's a snap of a dead turkey. And I'm like,
0: Jesus, I'm like, holy fuck. It, it was so fast, dude. I mean, we were it, and we actually ended up killing a bird that was not the one that we were going after. I mean, we, they were not in the field that I want them to be in. They were right, right close. Right. And I don't like when I'm going after a bird, I don't like calling to them. Right. Like if they're gobbling on their own, let them, let them cobble, like let them give away their position. Don't let them know you're coming. Oh yeah, for sure. And, And the, the way we were going at him, it was kind of a stair step field and like he's down there. I know right where he's at. We're gonna come around this point. We're right. showing the, the decoy and he's gonna come up. And the, it was a really rolling hill and we're working out into Perfect. it. I, like, I don't want to Perfect scenario way. for reaping. Yeah, I don't I don't want to get too close to that lip right. so he can see up the hill. I was like, let's get into the middle of this field and work our way up. Because he's never reaped before, mind you. And we we're kinda of edging out and we come over this little hump trying to get to this other bird. I look over, and there's a bird standing there strutting 80 yards away from us. I'm like, oh, shit. And I drop. And he's like, what, what do you want me to do? do? I'm like, oh, I've never done this before. He's on my left side. Get on my right. Get on my right. And I was like, just take a knee. And, this, uh, and in my mind, I'm going, this isn't going to work. There, there's two guys standing behind this thing. It's not going to work. And I, I stand up and look underneath the fan. And, like, I always keep it to where the terrain Is like, that's where my eyes are. Right. They can't see below that belly of the decoy. And this bird is at 60 yards of a dead run, trying to do that full run. Right. He's trying to strut strut run, strut run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just dropped down. I was like, he's coming. Because where is he? I was like, where your gun is pointed is where he's going to be. And when you can see him, he's going to be at 40 yards. He's like, are you shitting me?
1: What? What? what?" (laughs) (laughs) Sure
0: enough. I can just hear
1: and see the anxiety on Kurt's face and Dude. what's going through his brain because that guy when he gets like rattled, it's like so fast
0: that I'm like just just keep the gun under the barrel and like I'm trying to get as skinny as I could. I was I was wanting to film it with my phone because it would have been epic. But he comes over this crest and sure enough, now he's right at, at this 40.
1: at this point, do you feel like? in Kurt's mind as the birds appearing and it's this like theatrical dramatic, it's just this epic fucking moment. Do you think at that point in time, ACDC Thunderstruck's playing in his head? Do you think it's like
0: playing in my head? I yeah. know for a fact it was playing in my well, head.
1: Well, I I mean, I, I figured in your head, but do you think in this moment, Kurt's like, yeah,
0: motherfucker, you're about to moment, be... If, if, if there was ever a moment, that was the moment. Okay, I, this I, I mean, over the hill. he would
1: never admit it, but I feel like that is what was going through his brain right yeah. and there. I'm uh, just trying to once, set the stage you for everybody. Realize,
0: oh, dude, I mean, the, the drums start came over the hill... And he's down the gun barrel. Oh, and, God. <laughs> I mean, at four, like, he he put on the brakes at 40 because he's like, oh, that's, yeah. yeah. that's What's a this? This is way, odd. But what's two things standing behind
1: it? Why, why does it look like a small beef cow <laughs> behind this fucking thing? <laughs>
0: And that, that head went straight up, and Kurt goes, oh, shit, he is right there. And I'm like, smoke his ass, and he just rolled him right there, man. That's awesome. <laughs> like,
1: that's that's awesome, and man.
0: I will say, I was unaware that Kurt Geyer could move that fast, but because before the wad hit the ground, Kurt was halfway to the burp. Like I was like, holy Take shit! it off he's really
1: moving. sprinter. <laughs>
0: it's just just booking it, man. He goes, "It's just what I do, man." So I was like, "Dude, it's your bird. Do what you want." That's
1: awesome. That's fucking awesome, but, no, man. It,
0: it was it was pretty. Like we literally, um, yeah. I, I think it took us longer to eat lunch at Burger King. Than it was to kill the bird, and then he just That's jumped awesome. in the truck and went back home. I, I think he uh, he cooked dinner for the family that night. He
1: did. He had, I think he had turkey nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. man. Fun. Well, it was cool. Now, now we can officially close out. This is a CC Hunt Files deal right now. We're gonna fucking close out turkey season. And we are now.
0: Can I, can I say something before you do it officially? Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes,
0: I know I'm making it sound like every time you show them a fan, they die. That is not the case. No, it's, it's about
1: not. It's really not.
0: Maybe you, at best, you have 20 to 25 yes. percent chance. I would, I would agree, with that. Yeah, it's, it I'd agree with that. Yeah, it does not happen every single time. Like it's being, it's got to be the right
1: media. bird in the right scenario.
0: Exactly, dude.
1: And it, that's how it is uh, with decoying a whitetail. That's animal. how it is with calling in a bull elk. I mean, it, it's, it's got to be the right animal sure. at the right time.
0: It, I, I explained it to a guy the other day, you know, way back when, when I had time to coyote hunt all the time. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm calling to a coyote and he does not respond to a curiosity call, right? I change it up to a mating call. Yes. Because he'll respond to that. So if he's not responding to a hen yelp, Maybe he'll respond to if he doesn't want to get laid. Maybe he wants to fight somebody. I mean, that's usually my case. You know, I mean, you're just triggering something different. Yes. That doesn't mean you're, you're trying to trigger. A advantage.
1: You're, you're trying to trigger an emotion of some sort.
0: Right. It's just a different emotion that you're triggering. Yes. It doesn't. It's not a hundred percent. I'm just going to leave it at that because that's a whole another rabbit hole to go down, and we're going to talk about deer.
1: So. <laughs> Here we go. The segue. Thank,
0: thank you for agreeing with me, though.
1: I do. I agree. Because
0: I'd argue with you.
1: <laughs> I, I I mean I I agree with you though. I I mean I've said it before. You know, um, it is all about triggering an emotion and then getting a reaction out of an animal. If you're going to call or decoy or I mean, and that's the fun part. That's that's what that's what makes yeah. it fun. Is is it's not in every time. You know, there's. I mean, certain bull elk will not come into a cow call but you bugle at them and get them fired up and they will come in and want to kick your fucking ass and then there's certain there's absolutely
0: turkeys no difference absolutely, no difference right
1: right and then there's turkeys that they're like yeah i don't want to fight but you yelp at me with the right hand and hell yeah i'm coming in with a stiff dick yeah. looking for a hot bitch i mean that's just what it is you know yep
0: but when it does work it is odd but somewhere along the line it got portrayed on that wonderful thing we call social media as every time you put a reaper up, right. the bird comes running into you. Right. And that's not right. the case at all.
1: I think people have looked at Doug and seen him out and and just assume that since he looks like a reaping bird, every time he goes mm-hmm. to a bar, he's got hot blondes and brunettes all over him, that it just is assumed if you put up a reaper fan – you got turkeys running to you, and I—I I honestly well, I feel we- like it's kind of Doug's fault. I mean, I feel like Doug has kind of portrayed oh. this this unrealistic image that only works no. for him and not everybody else.
0: When when Doug gets really excited, his head gets really white.
1: I've and noticed that, that. that.
0: Stands straight up. No- it, I mean, it's, it's like it, it it
1: it folds straight out, almost like it's gonna. It, like if you were to run into it, it's like it's, a, it's like a bunch of bale spears.
0: It's the static electricity. Electricity. Jesus, in there. I've never thought of that. I mean, just yeah. Uh, I'm Fuck. telling
1: you. I'll tell you what. It's a good thing I, I we've got you on this a, podcast, Joe. It's a really good thing we've we got you here today.
0: I've also shared a hotel room with Doug. You I really mean, have. You, you, two, you two are the elite. I'm telling you.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've spent some time together. I've actually slept in a twin bed for three or four nights in a row with you. It's.
0: I, I didn't think we were going to bring that up. But yeah, <laughs> it's that's a cool.
1: magical time in the world, you know. It really the, is. The
0: pillow wall was up. Let's just go ahead and go. It really that.
1: was. It really was. <laughs> worth it alright so here's the deal here's what I want to do for those who follow Big Time they know what's been going on they know some of the new products for those that don't that live under a rock or maybe they've tried other companies that suck ass and now they're Big Time fans or they want to be Big Time fans let's go over what's new this year and then I want the man, the myth, the legend I want Joe himself to break down what these products are intended for because I do think a few of these products, there is potentially um, a group of people that are going to use these in a way that's not intended and it's not going to work out in their favor. I've seen some stuff online. I've read some posts. um, I've had some people ask me and throw some things out there and they're not saying that what I say is the gift of God or what you say is the gift of God, but I, there, there are certain products that you guys have out that you're promoting really hard this year, as you should, that have intended uses, um, and those intended uses are A, B, C, and then once you hit D down, that's not what they're used for. And I want to kind of go over the new products, what you got going on, and how you, being a guy that works for big time, how this stuff is supposed to be used, what the draw is, What the strategies are behind it? How can we use these products to go kill big bucks? Because let's be honest. No one wants to hear me talk about what the soil should look like or how many times we should roll it or what time you should put foundation clover in the ground. Let's just be honest. People want to know why in the fuck should I use big time to kill big deer? Why is it going to help me? How do I use it? What, what What are we doing with it? How are all these other people finding success? I got the man himself. On the air and, and, to tell us,
0: and, and honestly, you know, like when you get into the technicalities, my my man Daryl Cherry absolutely who also works a big time. Yes, when you get in, if you want to talk about how many
1: yep. seeds
0: are in a pound of clover, yep. yep.
1: The nitty gritty of food man. plotting, Daryl is right. the fucking man. That guy has forgotten more knowledge. I mean, I've been a farmer my whole yeah. life. I mean, I'm f- fifth generation. I'm 33 years old. I've lived on a farm my entire life that guy will forget more about planting clover, alfalfa, um brassicas blah, blah blah he will forget more than i will ever know and i have grown up yep. planting alfalfa, clover, corn, soybean, winter wheat, etc cetera, etc cetera, my whole life. i mean that that that's that's where his level of expertise is um if that doesn't tell anybody anything, then I don't know what will. But, yeah, I mean, he would put me and to shame. And that's the man to talk to. Yes. And that
0: might be another, another podcast. Well, no, I definitely
1: – yes, yes, no. I For, for fall prep for, – For
0: intentions? I yeah. want
1: to get Daryl on for fall prep. Um, I really do because I think there's a lot that can be done in the fall that people don't realize that will help you not only with a fall planning, but get you ready for your spring and will make your spring planning a lot better and will make it a lot more productive. So that is something that I want to, I want to get him on, um, to talk about that because I think fall is very, very important, not just for planning in the fall, but for planning in the spring, what you do in the fall will dictate how well stuff does in the spring
0: oh yeah yeah well let's start let's start with the products
1: what's our new products what's our 2022 lineup like what what's joe excited about i mean here's what clint's very excited about a couple of them
0: i'm gonna start with a product that does not get launched this year but it has quickly developed into something more than what it was originally intended for and i love it yes and that's borderline
1: borderline yes absolutely Game changer. You
0: know, there, there's a lot, a lot of screenings out there. Yes, I'm not saying that we're better than everybody. I'm not that guy.
1: I'm gonna say you are because well, I'm, al- I'm allowed to say that because I don't work for big time. So thank I you. can, I can and- pump the brakes and I can throw the fireworks out there. It yeah, is I love the you best. It, it 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 is the best screening out there. And I've tried the others. And if the others were better, I would be the first to tell Joe, and he'll at he will 100 percent say yes. This is correct. I would have told him. You guys are good, but you're not it's the true. best. I'm I'm black and white he, like that. You would tell me that. There's no doubt in my he mind. Austin's Austin Chandler is another one, and so is Ross Bigger. And all three of us have ranted and raved about what Joe's about to talk about.
0: So we, you know, the you know that was, and, and this is going to piss some people off because after we talk about, it, they're be like, shit, I should have planned some of that. You're getting a little late right now at this point. Yeah, so not gonna lie.
1: Yep. You know, yep.
0: basically with borderline and planning. You kind of treat that like because, you know, it's a, a sorghum blend with some other stuff in there. Yep. Corn is a sorghum when you break it down. So when you're planting corn is when you should be planting borderline, yes. which I know is tough for you this time of year. Yep. Um, but, you know, you're you know if, if you want that 10 to 12, 14 foot tall, you yep. really need to get it in the ground by now. Yep. You know, I've, I've had guys, we, we've done testing on it. We've planted in June, July, and August. You know, if you plant in August, that's going to be pretty damn tough. You yeah. might get six feet out of it if yeah. you, you have perfect conditions,
1: which is still pretty impressive, which honestly. Because still six pretty damn good. six yeah. feet I
0: mean, can do what you need to do.
1: Yes, I mean, as far as for screening, letting you get in and out of stands, like what I love to use it for. I mean, honestly, it's it's pretty fucking impressive to get yeah. six feet out of it before hunting season, planting in August. I mean that that just attests to the quality of seed and what's inside that blend. Um, That's pretty impressive to be able to, I I honestly did not realize that you guys had six foot results in August. I'm not going to lie that that, that's, I didn't know that that
0: might be, I might be kind of contradicting myself saying you're too late now. Maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot. Well, it
1: depends on how, I guess it depends on how tall, you know, know, if you want maximum
0: busy, maybe it was too wet. They they couldn't get it in. Yeah. But there, there's still time. I, I wouldn't delay I, I get in as quick as you possibly can. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it that way
1: sooner, sooner but, than later.
0: You know, you know, we've, we've done the testing, you know, originally that was for entry and exit. Yes. Great, great key for that. Yep. You can kind of block off.
1: Yep. Food plots, plots creating an edge, creating a edge to edge diversion.
0: Going along the road. So people can't see what deer visiting yep. your plot or your bean field, yep. or, you know, whatever it might be. You got planted. If it's, if it's, you know, seen from the road. I We've I actually,
1: got uh, I, I've actually planted some of this and used it to screen people from seeing where my truck is because. Oh yeah. Um. Unfortunately, I'm sure you probably have experienced this as well. I have some that love to look at. And watch where my truck is during hunting season, and then that dictates absolutely. what farms they try to get on, or lease out from under me, sure. or hunt the um, the edges of the property as close as they possibly can get without trespassing. I'm not saying these people are trespassing, but they're as absolutely as close as they can How get with that? you know. So I've used it for even just blocking my vehicle or four wheeler or you know, um instead of having someone drop me off, I can still drive my own piece of equipment over there and it's hidden. Um I've used it for that. Uh which I, I never thought about that. That's actually brilliant. Well, I, I I mean, I hate to say in today's world you have to think like that or even do things like that, but let's be honest, I mean it's out there and, and, and there are people that love to Instead of doing their own homework, um, they want to kind of ride the coattails of someone else. Uh, I've seen it done to other people in my area. It's been done to me. Um, yeah, it's not a lot of fun whenever you got a guy hunting right beside you that shouldn't even be there and has no idea that you know a big deer was there until he saw your truck there three nights row and goes, oh, well, fuck, if Joe's truck's there, then he's there for a reason. He's been there three nights. There must be a big deer there. Well, I'm going to start hunting over there. So I mean, yeah, it 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 I'm not gonna lie to you, I use it for that as much as I use it for anything else because I mean and,
0: and you've seen my truck. Yes. It, it's intended to be an attention getter. I mean it's a yes, giant, is it yours is quite American
1: flag. Yes, yours is quite hard to miss per se. Um mine's a little yeah. more incognito than yours. I have zero stickers on mine. Um I just got Yours, a one. yes. Yours is a little <laughs> even. Fourteen beers, three sheets to the wind, um, one eye open, one eye truck. shut. I could still find your truck. There's no doubt.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what it's intended for. Until, yes, it is. It's great until you don't want to be noticed.
1: Yes, yes,
0: yes. Then it's a problem.
1: Yes, like when you're at the, the strip club and Jamie comes driving by and goes, "I hey, wonder, hey, hey, wonder hey, where, hey, hey. wonder what grocery store Joe's at," and then goes, "Huh." He's not tile hunting. He's not grocery <laughs> shopping. He's titty bitty shopping You're, you know yeah so anyway, yeah. borderline but it, yeah. it's multiple uses, multiple uses. So,
0: and that's where you know you've seen the plant where we have the seven acres. Yep I, I literally have a seven acre piece right next to our parking lot yep that I can play any way I want. And this is not your typical what I think what people would envision is the cream of the crop food plots. Right. That's not what we're doing on these. No. This is how bad can I make this to make it grow? Yes. I, I mean, yes. what is the bare – I mean, literally, I think I sent you pictures this year. When I planned our, our borderline, I used a hand spreader. Yes. Because that's what most guys have access Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Most guys Absolutely. don't have a $20,000 seater that nope. they
1: can use. Nope.
0: I go out there. I, I have my buddy come in. He's got a box tiller. He filled yep. up the lanes for me. I always go 12 feet wide on it. Um. That I I just like that twelve foot range. Yep. And then I went over it with an old ass side by side that has bald ass tires on it, and I pulled a pallet behind it. Yep. I mean that that's the type of testing I that's my idea of testing. Like yep. What is the bare minimum I can do to make this plot work? Right. And out there, you know, I had some seed left over. I'm like, wonder if I cut this off right here and just took it right over to that edge. What would happen? And the nice thing about being by this parking lot is I get to see those deer every single day. Like, I, I get to watch and document where they're eating, what time of year, which is what we're going to get into later. But that's the whole intent of this. But, like, now let's see what I do if I divide this or if I cut it right here, if I make this funnel right here. You know, we're, as, as hunters, we're always looking for that natural funnel in the woods, well, why the hell would I not make my own funnel in the wide open when they're eating in the food plot?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's what
0: we started. You know, I, I ran this line down. It's 12 feet wide. I stopped about 20 yards from the tree line right next to a beautiful oak tree that would be perfect for a tree stand <laughs> on a north wind. And you know that deer's going to walk right through the center of that oak. They want the path of least resistance. Oh, yeah. In the rut he is going to come if it's a wide open field he's going to come to the edge of the field on the other side look out there if there's no nose out there to check he's going to turn right back around and go to the next field if he can't see onto the other side of that you're going to force him right through your shooting line yep and that's where it's got really exciting that I never even thought about doing when we were designing this right um, you know like what can I do here what can I do that and just started throwing it out and it is I have more fun with the borderline now in dividing the plots up oh, yeah. than than anything else honestly. You can get it really creative with so it. Much I
1: mean, fun. It's, it's got super cool. a magnitude of uses.
0: And if if you want to plant just a straight bedding area. I mean, I I've got a a straight quarter acre right next to the highway that I did in straight borderline just so I could make like, damn sure nobody could see in there. Right. I mean, you're not seeing it that no. We were having does bed next to the highway in it. I mean, because I, I would sit out there at night. You know, I'd, I'd get off at 530. I'd sit out there for a little bit after work, just seeing where they're coming out at and where they're going to. These deer are, like, walking past me from the road. I'm like, where the hell are they coming from? They're popping up out of the borderline. Yeah. I mean, they, they love to bed in it. It's not super thick. It's thick enough that you cannot see through it, but it's thin enough that a deer can make its way out of it if it wants to if it's if it's kind of a wall and there's an opening in it yep. they're going to go through the opening but if you make that it, it, they feel comfortable in it they can browse on it it's got sun hemp in it that they like to browse on the nice thing about sun hemp the more they browse on it the more it grows and bushes out yep so you know a lot of guys are like you don't want a, a screening that they're going to browse on it's going to grow faster than they're browsing on it and it's actually going to help it
1: yeah, yeah I was going to say so, it's going to make it better
0: it's a fun one man that that's really a cool is one. I mean, it, it, it really does change your whole concept on food plotting
1: you can on, get really creative with borderline
0: absolutely absolutely so the uh the other one the the brand new actually just arrived today at, at our plant is main event um, this thing I'm excited
1: about this I got I, I got a couple acres of this going in
0: this this is the grand poobah i think uh if you're looking for full tonnage i I know you're a late season guy oh yeah get frostbite
1: yep love it
0: this this will be that destination spot for deer i mean it's seven different brassicas in there you know I, i give the the conversation a lot of well my deer don't like turnips and you know we've always talked about you know, if not a lot of guys are planting turnips in your area, and they right. don't know that it's, they would it's, like it,
1: yeah, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's it's a it's a weird deal. Yeah, yep. It, yep.
0: It's it's there's just something about turnips. But once they realize it, you know, it, it it's a, a labor of love. Yes, an investment of time. But if you stick with it, one of them's going to eat it and realize they love it, and they're all going to start. Hammering
1: once they realize that it's a sweet treat. That's right. when shit really gets rolling.
0: To to me, it doesn't seem like you have that that learning phase with radishes per se. Yeah. definitely not with forage rape, um, rape seed. I should say. Let's go ahead and clarify that, and we'll talk about what a rape seed is. Um, but it, it's just something about turnips. Like once you get them turned on to it, and and you can invest that time in it, you know. I'm not saying plant your whole plot in turnips and, and wait for them to like it but just have some out there for them right. so it's there and you're, you're going to get that winter where it gets super cold and yep. somebody's going to take a bite of it and then game on
1: next thing you know it's on fucking fire
0: yeah so we, we have we have two varieties of turnips in there we have radishes uh, we have kale which deer I, I think Personally, I think kale's severely underrated. Oh, Um,
1: way underrated. Yep.
0: um, There's collards in there because Daryl's a North Carolina southern man, and, you know, they got to have their greens down the opposite. Yes,
1: sir, down yonder.
0: And you've got your your forage rape in there, which a a forage rape is basically a brassica that's not going to make a bulb on it. So you're going to have a big bushy plant that looks like a turnip that doesn't have a bulb on it. Right. So a lot of guys will mistake it for a turnip and be like, it didn't make any bulbs. Well, that's your, that's your forward drape. That's a that's a great source for early season. Like deer are going to hit this in early season. Let's let's make no mistakes about that. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about brassicas. They'll hit the greens early, and once it gets cold, and all the starches turn to sugars and it gets sweet, that's when they start hammering those bulbs. Everybody likes to see those pictures of a deer coming up with all the, you know, the, the foliage and the, the bulb in their mouth and crunching. And that's that's when you're going to see it is later in the season. But they're going to eat on it all the time. And it, it's just a, a solid blend, man. I mean, there's literally something for any deer's palate in there. And they're, they're going to keep on coming back to it. So lots and lots of tonnage on it. I'm super super excited about it.
1: Now, how do you feel about that? Like, an for an early fall, mid fall, heading towards the rut, like, because for me, I think there's going to be, I think you're, you're going to see a big blast right before or early rut, and then later on, like, I think when clover and alfalfa and other things are dying off, beans are being picked, oh, yeah. corns coming off, I think this is going to be on fire. Halloween time, yeah, that's, first week of that's the rut. Another
0: that's another positive to your brassicas, you know like going back to that whole green side of it the the range is kicked up I'm sorry if you're hearing that um you know they're gonna hit those greens early on like we yes. we killed a, our our intern we, we've talked about it before our intern a few years ago killed a one sixty seven he'd never killed a buck before and this buck showed up three days in a row and uh The the boss was in Africa, of all places, at the time, and I I called him. I said, he's killable right now. He's been here three days in a row. He's killed. He's like, you kill him. I was like, nope, I'm not killing you, dear. Hey, the intern's never killed one. Let's put him out there. (laughs) That's awesome. And he he agreed to it, but I don't think – like, if I say he's killable, he's killable. Right. Like, I'm not going to tell you that, and then you show up and – you never seem like I have to be a one hundred percent. If he's been there three days in a row, I think we can kill him in the next forty eight hours. Right. I really do. Oh yeah, and I, mean, I think it was October seventh, and he killed this deer in nothing but brassicas. There was nothing in that field but brassicas, and he was hammering on those greens. That's awesome. And yeah, it, it's gonna. You know, the the major benefit is later on when nothing, absolutely nothing else is left with those bulbs, but they love those greens too. So it, it is a full season with a major emphasis on light season.
1: Yes. No, I agree. And I, I see. And, and I think a lot of people, like if we get into like, um, even like baiting and, and, and even like, you know, minerals or, or, uh, corn piles and all that, you know, I think there's a lot of people that look at food plots and, and look at these things as, Oh, my deer don't hit them in daylight. They're, they're, they're worthless. They're not, no, no, they're not, because you are holding deer, and just because a food plot or let's say a, a, a corn pile, let's say you've got, uh, you know, you got one of the big time blends out there mixed with your corn, or just straight, um, just because a buck is not hitting it in daylight, does not mean that this is it's it, it, it's it's not working its magic. Because if it's keeping a deer there, that deer is kill, right. you know is on your property, which makes him killable. Um, find the pattern. Fi- exactly, find the pattern. And you have to have an open mind when you're dealing with food plots, um, a bait pile, mineral licks, any of that stuff. It's not all about, oh, he's not in daylight. It's it's not working. No, because if you didn't have the food plot there, maybe that buck doesn't live nearby, doesn't, come, doesn't hang out or stay there. Or in the rut, what I love is my big time food plots attract a ton of does. Well,
0: bring the dose in, man.
1: <laughs> in November, Yeah. I mean, let's let's do a little poll here. If you're a 20 year old male, and I tell you you can head to a bar that has 14 random girls in it, or you can go to a bar that when has you do 21.
0: I'll, I'll change that to 21. Exactly.
1: 21. Okay, uh, let's 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 say you can go and there's 14 random girls at the one bar, and there's 25 at another. What bar? are you going to realistically? No, I mean, most people are going to head to the one where the odds are better. And 25 See. is, I'm not a mathematician, but fucking 25 is more than 14. So, you know, I, I mean, increase the odds. Exactly. Increase the odds. Increase like. the odds. And, and it's not all about, I think people get discouraged. Um, I've hunted, um, bucks that I haven't killed. I've hunted bucks that I have killed that, Never were in daylight on a corn pile or on a food plot. Never. They would not do it. But they were moving in the direction of these areas in daylight. And by me running cameras and figuring out the pattern and looking at the times and figuring out when the cold front was going to hit, when when the red moon was going to be in, et cetera, et cetera, I was able to put a plan together to put myself in position to kill a particular buck working to or coming back in the morning from a food plot or from a food source of some type, and that is where these can also shine. It's not always you're going to kill a buck in the foundation clover, or you're going to kill a buck as he's you know working through one of the fall blends, or he's got his nose in the corn pie. I mean, hey, let's be honest. It's not always going to be that simple. There's other ways and strategies. You got to be open minded to look at this stuff. You're trying to hold deer, keep deer, grow deer. You know, it's not just, oh man, if I don't kill a deer in this big time food plot, I've wasted my money. This is a fucking joke. No, it's, it, it, there is a much deeper level of thinking that needs to be kind of evolved into the world when it comes to plots and minerals and different things. And I, I think sometimes we are very close, narrow minded. Um, I'm sure you'll agree being a guy that is in the industry of food plots and minerals and and, and corn piles and all that, like that is that is what you guys are shining in. Um, I think sometimes we lose track of what the actual real intent is for these products. It's not to kill a buck with its nose inside the food plot. Although that's what we want, yes, but the actual intent, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is to develop grow, attract, and hold a mature buck to give you an opportunity on your property. Um, Absolutely. And, and that is two different trains of thoughts because for me, uh, there's certain food plots that I will plant with big time that I won't even hunt. I know for a fact mature deer won't be there in daylight. They never are. Um, this is going back 10 years that, that, that's just sanctuary plots, man. Exactly. It's just not Extremely a plot and, and and it's a plot that they just don't feel comfortable in, in daylight. And that's okay. But they are working towards it in the evening. They come off of it in the morning. You know, there, there's a rhyme and a reason it, it, it gets hit all night. They, they love it. They just don't love it in daylight and that's okay. It's still keeping my bucks yeah. there.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Just because you're creating the destination doesn't mean mean you need to be hunting
1: destination exactly. all the time. Yes. Yes.
0: That you know where he's going to be. I mean, I, I think that's one of the one of the most famous quotes I ever heard from Will Primos way back in the day. Yep. Right? Like, where we're talking like VHS time. Yep. Don't hunt him where he's at. Hunt him where he's going to be.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Or and he, it makes total sense. Hunt him where he's going. Right. Yep. Where he,
0: where he's going to be. Yeah. Yep, and it yeah. I mean, you, you have to keep that open mind. That just because you planted that five five acre food plot or half acre, quarter acre, whatever it is, doesn't mean you have to sit on it every single night. Right, he's going to be there, but get him before he gets there. I mean, sometimes it works out. I, I love seeing pictures in the food plot. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, but get him any means possible. Yep, he, he's going to go there. But yep,
1: well, just get
0: him where it makes sense for you.
1: Just like the the. The giant eight buck I killed this year, you know, I got a picture of him coming in um, to a mixture of, of big, tiny and corn, and that's all I needed. I wanted a photo to confirm it was that buck. He didn't even really spend much time there. He checked it out, he was there for a minute or two and moved on. It was new. He wanted to know what it was. Now, he came back later that night, middle of the night, and he ate. But all I wanted was a picture to show me he, the he's direction not
0: be able to stay away yeah yeah well, he can't stay away right
1: right and, and and all I wanted was I want a picture to confirm it's the buck I think it is. It's what my dad thought it was and my dad's actually who saw the buck because I had, I had thought he was dead for the previous couple of weeks you know long story short. Big time allowed me to get a picture to confirm holy fuck it's the giant eight. I then go in and hang and hunt, knowing the direction he comes from, coming into that camera, knowing, you know, just that buck and and, and my own research, I end up killing that deer a couple hundred yards away from where that picture was taken. But that picture of him coming to that big time allowed me to then formulate the plan to go hang and hunt and kill his ass the next day. Did I kill him in the big time with his nose? No, that wasn't my intent. I knew he wouldn't get there in daylight. But right. it showed me direction of travel, then I figured out a backtrack to where he was betting, and then got in between and was like, Okay, I'm gonna go in, hang and hunt. It's cold as fuck, I'm gonna freeze my fingers off, freeze my balls off, but it's fine, I'm gonna make a squirrel call and I'm gonna kill a giant eight, and that's and goddamn, lo and behold, that's what happened.
0: I think that's a good point. I mean I I think you know, a lot of people just wanna see those antlers in that picture. Oh yeah and they're not paying attention to where was he coming? Cause a lot of times you're getting the shot, you know, if I've got a pile out, you know, especially, you know, in Indiana, we can't, we can feed during season, but you can't be hunting over it, you know, which, you know, on our spots, we just pull everything. There's, there's no point, you know, we're, we're doing our inventory and everything through the summer and, you know, into September we're yanking everything, but you know, I'm looking at that, too. Like, where was he coming from? If he's coming from the same angle right. every time, yep. that's the direction I'm heading. Yep. You know, I mean, not just, oh, he, that's a good 12. Hey, that's probably a, a 180.
1: <laughs> Beautiful you know, photo. And, and Beautiful that, that's photo. a great
0: picture, but there's so much more it can tell you oh, yeah. than just a good deer is on yep. your, your pile.
1: Yep, yep. I pay attention to the wind direction, every daylight or close to daylight photo. You know, and, those... You know,
0: the... We're, we're always dissecting a lot more, too. When, yep. when we're looking at our, our cameras, it's not just, hey, that's a good deer, that's a good yep. deer, that's a good deer. He's been here four times. I'm looking at when he comes in, yep. how many times he comes yep. in, because I'm looking at…
1: Barometer, you know, got... moon phase, temperature, all that but, shit.
0: Not only that, but I have to dissect, dissect it down even more, because a lot of times I'm looking at the comparisons of if Protein Plus is in there, yep. if Platinum is in there, if, yep. if Fortified Deer blends in there. Yep. What's the the differences that we're seeing? Yep. Not just in growth, because you know you have that good, better, best criteria there. But what is making them come to that platinum? Right. That platinum feeder more. I mean, we we know it's it's the premium probiotics we're putting in there. It's the pe, Do they like the peanuts a lot more? Why the hell is there fifty squirrels around my my feeder? <laughs> oh, it's the peanuts in there. Let's, let's go kill some squirrels and, you know, August 15th. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking at so many, and that's really made me better at, at attention to detail yep. on a trail camera. Yep. You know, I get you. you know, that just, just reading their, their postures and wow. He came in there four times during the day that that's telling me something like he really likes our feed.
1: And, and we see
0: that a lot, you know, the, the difference in having a feeder on the field edge compared to in the woods. Yep, they're always going to go to that feeder in the woods because they feel secure in there. Yep, you know the difference in having a feeder versus pouring on the ground. Yep, you're always going to get more pictures pouring straight on the ground.
1: And now, see, that's what that's like, something with security that I use borderline for. I will I put it around my food plots because. I feel like deer like that boxed-in effect where oh yeah they like to oh, feel yeah. like they're boxed in and secure to a to to the point where it's an edge versus an edge. So the edge of a edge of the timber, then the edge of borderline, and then the edge of a food plot. You've got all these edges all coming together. Deer love edges. They love when edges are butted up against edges, and then you've got a food plot, and then your cameras in there, and you know, and it's it makes them feel safe and it's almost like a confinement, but it's a good confinement. Like they feel like, oh, okay, we're, we're in the food plot yep. now. We're good. We're good.
0: Yep. Yeah. and You know, like the security, I don't know if it's security or, you know, the newness, but one thing I've noticed with feeders, there, there's pros and cons to using a feeder. Or just yep. A pile. Absolutely. If, if it's a pile, I do think you get more pictures, you get more visits. Yep. Um, it's not something new to them. If you've had a, going back to that, it's a labor of love. It's a, you know, you got to put the time in, get those deer used to it. If they were raised around feeders, then they're not going to care. I mean, if if he was a button buck coming up to the feeder by the time he's five, he doesn't give a shit. Right. But, and, but you know, like with, with platinum, because we have protein pellets in there, those are susceptible. You don't want to get them wet. You need to have that in a feeder preferably. You know, a lot of times they're going to eat it before it gets wet. But if you get a good downpour, mm. it's not good. But, you know, I, I had pictures of a a really, really good mature deer that, you know, we were getting pictures of the deer on the feeder. He was always staying back 80 yards. I yep. always had him in the background. And I took the feeder away, put the pile out, and yep. he's right there all winter. Yep. I mean, th- there's pros and cons to it. But I, I do think if if you can, dumping on the ground is the way to go. I mean, it, you know, if you've got a lease in a, a different state or something, that's not going to work. You, you need to have that feeder out. You just got to get used to it. But you do see a difference for sure. Faux yeah.
1: show. Sure. I agree with that. I, I definitely think deer get used to the pile way faster. I think so. Yep, I do.
0: It's just so natural, though. Yeah. I mean, yep. you know, pouring out a, a bag of big time, there's nothing. I mean, it smells great. It tastes great. I eat it sometimes with milk in the morning and with my coffee. Um, that's a lie. Um, I do okay. eat the roasted soybeans out of it. But. I was
1: going to say, I mean, I, I kind of feel like the soybeans and the peanuts could be eaten, but I mean, it's it's whatever.
0: I, the the peanuts are raw, uh, but the, the soybeans are roasted and they are delicious. I, I will say that. I've gotten hungry before.
1: I mean, when I'm combining beans, I love to take a big old scoop right out of the combine oh, yeah. and eat. I mean, I fucking oh, love that. Dude,
0: what, man, and then crack open a bush dad,
1: light. Oh, man. Fuck.
0: You walk around the field, you can't help but just yank one up. And well, yeah. Start popping those pods. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. We're getting way off topic.
1: It's fine. It's so, an American but, tradition. But this
0: is our conversations. This is, really our is everyday talk. It, so it really is. All good.
1: And, and the bottom line is is what what we wanted to go over with with big time and what's going on with some of these products is the intended use and and why they're being made and what the uses are because like i said i think like we talked about i think there's some people that
0: We got a couple more to hit now. Oh, yeah, yeah, we still got a few more. Absolutely. Um and I, I mean <laughs> foundation clover and clover slugs pretty cool.
1: I mean, yeah, you you just you fucking plant it and watch deer come. That's that's clover.
0: Clover is king. Yep, it always will be. Yep. Um, it, I I love alfalfa personally. Yep, where I'm at in Indiana, we have really heavy clay soil. Where, yep. we're right on the Wabash River. Yep. Um, alfalfa does not like heavy clay. Typically, if you get it to come up, yep. Um, if we have a hard freeze, it's going to break that tap root off and it's dead. It's gone. Um, super, super hard to get going around here. I know there's there's places that it thrives. Yep. If you can get to thrive, awesome. Go for it. But it also gets very bitter very early into season, and the deer stop hitting it. Clover, they will dig it up through
1: the snow. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's,
0: that's why if I had to pick between alfalfa and clover, I'd go with with clover. Yep. Um, Foundation is a five-blend clover. There's Ladinos in there. There's reds. Um, you're going to have a combination. It's going to be good for five years. You know, I mean, we, we plant in our hay fields. We have foundation clover and have a farmer cut it for hay twice a year. I, I Having cut off after two cuts to let it come back up, it, it's a win-win. We're making money off our food plots now. Yep. Um, the clover select is a three-blend clover, uh, also reds and ladinos. But we added chicory to it. Chicory is extremely drought hardy. Um, a lot of times clover is going to shrivel up a little bit in the summer if it's really hot and really dry. Chicory is just out there thriving. It's, oh, yeah. like, it's like lettuce for heat.
1: I was going to say, they chicory loves the fucking heat.
0: Yeah, it, it really does. I mean, it's, it honestly doesn't taste bad either. No. like I, I've pretty much eaten everything in our food class. I'm not going to lie.
1: But no, I'm, I'm with you. I like it's just, I like to try stuff.
0: And, and clover is like, you know, I, I was talking to my buddy earlier that was like, yeah, I just planted some today. And we just got this rain. It's probably going to be fine. You know, we're we're looking at like 70-degree temperatures for the next week. Yep. As as the highs. I think it's going to be just fine. I mean, I, it's yeah, just one I of those. I mean, I love frost eating. You can throw it down when there's snow on the ground. You mm-hmm. can throw it down right now. Yep. Um, you know, I, I will say with clovers, if you're fall planting, don't expect that knee-high clover by October. No. It's not going to happen. Now, no. next spring, yes, it's going to look amazing. But if you wait until fall to do your clovers, right. you're going to have some clover, but it's not going to be that big, thick, lush carpet. But it, it's going it's going to last for five years for you, too. You know, you might need to, you know, if you got some spots or something, go in and, you know, spot check it with a bag. But, you know, you,
1: and I like to I like to mow mine once a month to keep the weeds Mm -hmm. down and choke everything out. And I mean, oh, man, it just that makes a world of a difference.
0: You know, if if you can, you know, a lot of guys will spray it with clefidone. Yep. To, to, but a lot of times, you know, if you're cutting it and maintaining it like that, you yep. r- probably won't need to spray it. Yep. Because the clover is going to choke everything out.
1: It really it's does. It's a very
0: aggressive plant. Very aggressive.
1: Reminds so me of. there's
0: two knocked out right there.
1: Reminds me of Doug. Very aggressive.
0: Yes. Extremely aggressive. Yes. And will choke anything that's competition.
1: Jesus. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'll call the next one Doug.
1: Just Christ. Doug. Just Doug. <laughs> Just bring Doug. out the secret weapon. What's it called? Doug,
0: Doug, I, I spread some Doug on my field today. Fuck.
1: Imagine what kind of bucks that would grow. Jesus. I'm
0: not spreading Doug anywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. On the next one.
0: <laughs> on to the next one. Um, I'm, I'm going to save the one in my head for last. Cause I, I, that's the first and dear to my heart. Um, long range.
1: Ooh, good one. I like Long Range.
0: Long Range is uh, a cereal grain-based. Um, you have wheat, you have oats, uh, radishes are in there, and you also have some clover. Um, that, that's a fail-safe, man. I mean, it, it does a, – a bag of Long Range is 26 pounds. So, that I will say Long Range, I think, is more – more meticulous on planning. it's not just going to be a go out there and pitch it out like with, with oats you really need to have them covered you, you gotta have some kind of coverage of the dirt to get them to go yep to, to really utilize it you know yep. you, you can't just toss it out there but when you get that established i mean they're they're hammering oats super early you know you got the radishes in there for late season it's just that that really good full season and like all of our blends are kind of intended for that where deer are going to hit something in it all year. Right. But you know, some guys want to go with a cereal grain and that's awesome. And that, that would be the one for, for the cereal grain guy. And they do look great. You know, they're getting knee high out there. It looks awesome when the deer browsing through them and popping the tops of the oats Early season, they're going to be hammering the oats. Late season, they're going to be hitting the, the the radish in there. It's a solid choice. Yeah. But it's going to take a little bit more work to get it going. I agree. Well uh, worth it, though. Lot, oh, yeah. Lot, you know, kind of sticking with that cereal grain feel. Peas aren't necessarily a cereal grain, but peas are, to me, I think they're very underutilized. Deer absolutely destroy them. Oh yeah. Um and and turkeys too. My my biggest problem when I planted lockdown back here, I, I I literally had an armada of Jakes and Tom's walking in a line picking all of my sprouts out. Like I, I was running them out for for a month, trying to keep them out of there, just get them going. But that's the nice thing about our lockdown blend. It's it's two winter peas and then a spring pea. And we do that So the spring pea is going to shoot up really quick. That's what they're going to go after. That's going to make room for the winter peas to kind of get up and make those pods. Because, I mean, you're the peas out there. You don't want to sprout. Right. So that's going to kind of open the door for them to grow a little bit more because the spring pea is popping up so quick. So that's going to be the early browse. And then the winter pea is going to be the late browse. But it also has wheat in there and it has turnips too.
1: Great blend. So
0: all, all, always a always a combination of everything. And, and you can always, you know, sprinkle in a little bit more of your own blend if you know more than I do or more than Daryl does, you know. I mean, people do it all the time.
1: That's all good. Yeah. <laughs> do your thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, last Stand is is a another – that was our first Braska mix. That's got the – we added kale. Uh, it has – turnips and the forage rape in it that's one of those I, I, it's not on the bags of throw and grow but you know in main event too brassicas are about as easy as a clover to plant yeah i mean if, if it yep. falls in the crack of concrete you'll have a turnip grow out of it yep um, it, it comes in a third pound bag, so it's more of those kill plot styles. You know, the corner of the field where you got a little nook where the farmer can't get to, and you can throw a food plot in there. Yep, perfect for that. Yep. Um, but you know, we we kind of took that that basis of Last Stand and made Main Event. You know, we we went from a third pound bag to a half pound bag, right. and just added more brassicas to it. But but Last Stand is is one of my favorites. Yep. Just because it was so early on, and it just, it just does so well. It's so easy.
1: A lot of big deer fall into last stand.
0: Yeah, but the easiest of them all has got to be buck brunch. Yeah, I mean it's it's the WCB go to. It really is.
1: It really is.
0: It's you know it you know the this day and age, if you fall into that trap of getting on the Facebook food plot, I'm better than you forums. Guys are going to be like, oh, it's got a bunch of rye grass in it. My <laughs> comment is, so when did deer stop eating ryegrass? Because I can watch them eat the hell out of it all the time. I mean, it's, yes, there's ryegrass in there. If you're going to have a throw and grow, it's going to have ryegrass in it. The rye Ryegrass is going to be the basis of it. It's just, it is what it is. If you want to go out for a weekend, you don't have a lot of time, You know, all you need to do is clear the ground. You only need three to four hours of sunlight a day for it to grow, which is stupid. You can plant logging roads. You can plant heavily shaded areas. And when I say three to four hours, that's broken sunlight. Right. So, you know, in the woods, there's a lot of places you can get to that can get three to four hours of sunlight. Oh, yeah. burn, Burn off the leaves. That's the best ground you can plant on throw it out and the next week you can come out and you have a food plot it's done so there's rye grass in there we've got weed in there because you know wheat can be kind of just thrown out it's got turnips in there it's got clover it's just that super simple i don't have a lot of time i don't have the equipment i just want to get something green on the ground that's a great segue to the edge of a field you know you go in 60 70 yards green to green dead to green to grain they're going to hit that really quick and then they're going to go on out to the, the grain to the cornfields, the bean fields yep. after it gets dark. Absolutely. That's where you're going to kill him at.
1: You can actually use that as a little funnel for yourself without it actually being a funnel. Yeah, absolutely. You can force deer to come Destinations, man. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, realistically, there is a blend. How is that for a rundown? That's a great fucking great rundown, and there's a <laughs> there's a blend or a mix for everybody. Um, anyone that has a specific that they're looking for, hey, we want something for really early, really late. We want an all season. We want a all year. Uh, we want a throw and grow. We want clover. We want. I mean, there is something for everybody. Um, I've been to. The facility, been to the plant, um, Joe's taken all of us from WCB, and, and and we've toured it, and by no means do I sit here and say, oh, big time, big time, big time, yada, 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 it's great, it's great, it's great. I mean, I use the fucking shit. You go on my Instagram, you'll see me pouring big time on the ground, you'll see my kids putting minerals out, you'll see me using happy hour, you'll see me using cherry on top, you'll see me with big time food plots, and... I'm a grain farmer. I mean, I've got 1,300 acres of corn, beans, and alfalfa, and I'm still planning big time for a reason because it provides what the rest of those that I just mentioned don't. Um, so before someone says, oh, well, Joe's his buddy, and they probably give WCB money to say, I don't know, well, get fucked in plain words because no, realistically, <laughs> I was using this stuff w- way before... Um, I had the pleasure of sleeping beside Joe in a twin bed in Iowa for the Iowa Deer Classic. So, check Why you your keep facts. you bringing it up, man? Because I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of it, damn it. I'm proud of it, okay? But no, realistically, um, you know, I'm damn proud to say I'm good buddies with with you. I'm I'm damn proud to say that that I, I do some blog work and, and do some writing and, and do some uh, some photos and and work with big time. Uh, I'm damn proud of that. I'm proud you guys are one of the companies that I've I've you know chosen to to partner up with, and you guys have been like, hey man, absolutely, let's let's go full force together. Um, I'm proud of that. You know, you guys stand behind your products. The facility and the plants top notch. The people's top notch. I've talked and met most of the people that are there at Big Time and every single one of them takes a hell of a lot of pride in what they do and what Big Time stands for and hey, if you don't believe me go buy some of their products, they speak for themselves I mean, honestly, you guys don't need me or Kurt or Austin or anyone to sit there and sell products for you Um, we just tell people the truth and we fucking love the stuff and appreciate the hell out of what you guys do but realistically, you could say that we're a bunch of lying, you know, sacks of shit and just go buy it for yourself and you'll see, you know, and, we, we've and that's even got, that's the best sell. We've even
0: got Westies killing deer, absolutely on our food plots. Yep,
1: absolutely. I mean,
0: if Devin comes rolling yep. into town, kills yep. a deer on a big
1: time food plot, I'm yep. like, come on, yep. Come De- Devin actually was like, you know, dude fuck, maybe we ought to plant some of this out in Utah in the mountains. I'm like, I don't know if it's quite that simple, but we could try it.
0: I mean... Do, do we need to come out with a Western blend? Uh, I mean, dude? I
1: feel like we need to come out with a with a dude fuck blend for Devin and I, and, and it'll be a mule deer blend. Mule deer and elk. So, so
0: 2023, we'll have the Doug blend and the dude blend.
1: There it is. It'll be beautiful. There it it'll is. It'll be beautiful. And you know what's awesome is I you guys it. are hearing this... You guys are getting to know this inside information that the rest of the world won't know. Right now, you guys already know what's coming down the pipe for 2023. The Doug blend Uh and the the dude slash fuck blend. I mean, honestly, this is why you have to tune into the CC Hunt Files every week. Because I am giving you guys an open portfolio to the world uh, the hunting industry whatever you want to call it um you you guys are welcome you know i fucking love you i mean this is the this is why i have this podcast is is to help people you know this is why i do it are you ready for a story please let's close it out with a story
0: all all right so so this is the type of story that clint and i will be on the phone just chatting at it's fatherly moral advice. I feel yes. at this yes. point, like yes. we we support each other.
1: We really do. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, we I'll cry together. We laugh here. together.
0: Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, we we just got back from Disney. Yes. We just took my. I have a two-year-old and a six-year-old. Yes. And uh, we we went to Disney with you know my my wife's obviously with us, my sister-in-law and and my nephew, and they like they're. Hunting to us is Disney to them, right? So I respect it. They absolutely love it. I get it. They're very passionate about it. Yeah. I'm like, you know, that's we'll cool. Come that's cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, we just came off of a turkey hunting bender. All right, let's go. Let's roll. It, it, there's no when you go to Disney, it's not relaxation. You're you're. I, I bought two pina coladas for the ladies and a beer for me, and it was forty seven dollars. It's Holy very, shit. yeah, but you know what? I, I turkey hunt. I've got some hunts lined up for the, the fall and the winter that I'm very excited about. We're, we're going to Disney. Let's roll. Yep, let's go. We, we just got back from that. Today's my first day back in the office. I know what today is going to entail. It's going to be crazy. You know, we're, we're in full bill, full bore sales mode. Nuts. About four thirty, my phone starts blowing up. I'm on I'm on work calls. My wife is calling me like crazy, babe. Texting her. I'm on a call. Let me call you right back. I call her. They're screaming. Oh god! On the call.
1: Screaming. This is never good. This is never good.
0: I, I hear my children in the background. Oh, god! Screaming. <laughs> oh, my, what is happening? She says, I did a bad thing. I was like, oh, did you knock one of my mounts down off the wall again? <laughs> no. So let's back up. We we put Boston ferns, I buy Boston ferns every year for our front porch. She, she loves them. And uh, a, a mama bird decided to make her nest in one of the Boston ferns. The yep, yep. That happens quite a bit. Jameson, my six-year-old, absolutely – Loves looking at the baby birds. And Jamie will go out and pull the, the fern down. We, we can call this story, Am I an Asshole? I mean, I'll, you can decide. The listeners can decide. And Am I let me an know. Asshole?
1: I love these types of stories. Let, let me know. Okay. Message me. Let us care. know. Let us know. So
0: she she pulls the fern down, and the baby birds are in there, thinking that mama's coming to, to feed them. And uh yeah, they 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 fly out of the ferns, and they they land on the they they land on the the porch, and oh, our God. cats. We have three cats. It oh, they kind I was of turned into Serengeti. <laughs> oh God! It, it, uh, it, it was kind of like the. <laughs> The animal planet, you know, lions of uh-huh. Africa uh-huh. at the feet of my children.
1: Three. <laughs> three, and... wo- three wounded Impala just drop into a a a fucking pride of lions is what happened here?
0: Uh, yeah. The, the the All the birds were dead. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was trying to hold back laughter.
1: How How did Jameson it, it, handle did it, Jameson
0: it? wanted me to take... He wanted me to take all the cats to the pet store. And, uh, it, it was, it was very emotional. And I had to explain to him that, um, that's nature. Yeah. Yeah. That that's what we do. So <laughs> that's, that's my story for the day, man. But, uh, oh yeah, God. Was, I was trying not to laugh the entire time because I thought it was hilarious. No one else thought it was.
1: But you those know. <sighs> those fucking birds were probably not their it, their feet did not hit concrete for four seconds before those cats they, would have been they, all they, over they it. They
0: hit the port. Uh, you, these cats. Uh, we have. Uh, I'm not a cat person, but you know what? They get the mice and all that. Oh yeah. And I I think they were just waiting on that moment because apparently I wasn't here. I, I I don't know, but apparently they were all about it.
1: Oh yeah, so, that's an easy meal. Easy. Mama fun. has
0: not been back. Ooh. Yeah, life lessons, man. Life lessons.
1: Life lessons. You know, I mean, today we've learned a lot. We've learned about yes. we've we've learned about Joe's big time. We've learned about different mixes. We've learned about different seeds. We've we've learned about how to how to hunt deer over big time. How to hunt deer coming to big time. We've learned about the real world in the Serengeti. I mean, we've talked yeah. about the new blends, the Doug blend, and and the dude fuck blend. I mean, I, I don't I really think. know what people possibly what more you could want out of an episode with with Clinton Joe. I mean, we've we've pretty much given about all we can give.
0: That's it. I mean, I know we went over a little bit more than an hour, but you you knew that
1: was going to happen. I mean, it it is. It's it's <laughs> it is what it is. Here's what I can tell you though. So. Um. I'm going to let Joe tell you where to find him and and where to find all Big Time stuff via social media, via website, all that. What I'm going to tell you is I'm going to speak on behalf of Joe and Big Time. If you want Big Time, you need to get your ass in gear and get it because I personally know the inside info and uh, there's a lot of Big Time flying off shelves um, at your local TSCs, at your local stores, at Big Time Incorporated itself. Don't sit around and wait, and then call me or Joe and say, "Hey, I tried to order some, et cetera, et cetera," I get and my they main don't. Event they yeah, They don't have don't, it. Don't do that. Yep. If you're going to plant big time, if you're going to use big time, if you're going to pour out big time, if you're going to, if you just want to buy big time because you think Joe's a sexy mother trucker, buy it right now. Um, mm-hmm. There will not be a lot of big time left in a month from now. That's, that's where I'm going to leave it. Don't ask me how I know that, but I know that and Joe's shaking his head right now even though he's in Indiana and I'm in Ohio and I can't actually see him. But I know he's shaking his head yes. We have that connection. Buy it right now. Um, get it bought. Get on the list. Don't let time and product slip through your grimy little fingers. Get it now. With that yep. being said, Joe, where can we find you? Where can we find Big Time? Give us the quick rundown. Um, you guys got a really good Instagram, Facebook page. I love the website. Um, like I said, I do I do some blog work for Joe and the guys that are over there at Big Time. So I'm, uh, you know, I, I definitely love to try to put as much traffic towards you guys as I can. So where can people find you? Give us a rundown. I do appreciate that. Super easy
0: www.bigtime.com. Boom. You know we, we have the web store, but you know on the website you can also find a local dealer. Yep. To you know try to avoid paying that shipping, which is which is really cool. People, you know we're we're always trying to get everybody to go to our retailers rather than buying direct because you do have to pay that shipping when yep. you buy direct. Um, that being said, if you can't find somebody close to you, they're sold out. They're not going to order anytime soon. You can always use that WCB 2022 code to get 20% off from our web store. That typically takes care of most of that shipping for you. Yep. Um, you know, use the store locator. If you have problems with it, you can, you know, the email on there. You can do that little message a person at big time. That comes directly to me. I always say don't message me at 1 a.m. and then ask me at 1.30 why I haven't answered you because I'm probably asleep. But I will respond to you. You're talking to a real person. You're talking to me every single time. And if you're that person that just keeps on putting hi, hi. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on, on Instagram, we're big time official. You know, you can search us on Facebook for big time. Um, we do have the big time official TikTok. That's pretty special. Yes, it is. Um, you know, we, we don't do a whole lot on there. I, I I try to refrain as much as I can. We don't do the dances or anything, but we're we're pretty easy to find. You can and find we're Joe happy and I. To talk to
1: anybody. Now you need to throw this out there though. You can find Joe and I singing a unbelievably breathtaking ballad of '90s and late '80s country music. Oh yeah, a collaboration. Oh, yeah.
0: If you really want to look at me personally, I don't know why anybody would. I'm Burly Joe on Instagram and on TikTok, but I, I wouldn't recommend it. It's pretty ugly. It's pretty pretty scary.
1: Well, it's been it's our pleasure for you, man. It's it, it's what it's it's been our pleasure at WCB. It's been my pleasure here at CC Hunt Files, Joe. I, well, I I I don't really know if this could have went any better. I mean, it, it's you no, know it can't. It, well, it just...
0: like, like I told, I, I tell Kurt and the guys all the time, and I tell you, I, it, it's so much easier having partners that you're friends with and you can just bullshit with and yep. hang out with. Yep. it just makes it and and even more so having partners that believe in the product. They're not just pushing it. Yeah, and you guys truly believe in it, and we appreciate you guys and we love you.
1: Hey. Appreciate the hell out of all of you over there, big time. You especially, Joe. For everybody out there, thanks again for tuning in. Appreciate the fuck out of all of you. You guys know what to do. Don't fucking settle. We got some kick-ass episodes coming down the pipe. I'm not going to say who, but I've got a couple mule deer gurus coming on real soon. I've got a really good elk um, episode coming on with a, let's just say, one of the... uh, latest and greatest in the elk industry right now we'll just leave it at that um obviously it's whitetail season i've got some early season strategies from a couple big buck killers coming down the pipe as well so stay tuned like i said you guys know what to do don't fucking settle and joe and i will hope to hear from all of you about what you think about the serengeti and the baby birds being eaten by the cats make sure you let us know what you think is it funny is it not we might even an asshole it's Joe an asshole we might even put a poll up on our Instagram stories and just see who thinks what why not it'd be fun <laughs> with that being said oh, you. Joe on, you post that one. I'm gonna do it with that being said fucking love you my man thanks for coming on thank all you guys for tuning in we'll see you next week
0: yeah can man can you say the C Oh, that's awesome. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.